Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott joining you for the seventh time in the last uh, 500 days. Hopped into the main studio. We are going to open up the phone lines. You're listening to Oilers Now. It is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline is open right here, right now. The Oilers have dropped five in a row. You can uh, reach us at 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. What is your salute? Is this a... You know, a PDO, a negative PDO run for the Edmonton Oilers, or is it a sign of greater challenges that the team has got? Let's not forget the Oilers have played 26 games this year, 23, without the man who was supposed to be their number one goaltender. That was Mike Smith. He is closing in on return. At one point, they had four of their top six defensemen out, including three quarters of their top four. They're not getting scoring from their bottom six, and their special teams have gone sideways. You tell me what needs to be done here to get it going. 780-496-0063. That is our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. You can also text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. Uh, we will tell you. The Japanese Village is open to serve you to any one of their five Edmonton and area locations. Try the legendary Wagyu steak cooked right before your eyes. Reserve now at jvedmonton.ca. So let's get to it. Uh, we are going to start with Ron. Uh, Brendan, do you want to bring people in or do you want me to? Or uh, Given that you're on the phone right now, can you do both? You, I'm telling you, you got a lot of talent. You're good at this stuff, man. Ron's online. <laughs> Ron's on. Ron out of Red Deer on line number one. Ron, what's up? You guys are awesome. Quit lying. Um, I, I do skip the dishes deliveries. I listen to you guys every day. Uh, and I just want to, I'm going to use your words, Bob. Yep. Put your GM cap on. Yep. Would you trade uh, Cassian and Yam for Yanni Gord? Because of the price point, it would only cost uh, Edmonton like another 700000 I do think Seattle would have a lot of interest, to be honest with you, in Kyler Yamamoto. Uh, Of course, you know he's a Washington State uh, product. Yeah. He grew up in Spokane. Right. Um, 
I, it was funny because when we were in Seattle, I actually got a little frustrated because Yanni Gord drug that team into the fight. Like he, he, he was in, uh, I'm a little, I mean, it's a three-year term left on Gord. He's in the fives. Cassian's got, you know, a couple years left here at 3.2 and has had challenges living up to that contract. I'd be a little concerned. I put it this way. If you did it, I think you would have to get Gord and, uh, Gord and Mason, Mason Appleton. I think you'd have to get two players for two in that, in that that's, that's me. Uh, and some people would say, Stoffer, you're an idiot. Cassian's got negative trade equity. I actually believe there are teams that, that think Cassian would just need a fresh start. Uh, so, I totally agree. Right? Yeah, I, I don't like dismissing players outright. So, uh, and you know what? Tomorrow, like, I do think Gord's a very useful player. I don't think he's, a, I think he's in a perfect world, he's a third line player for you. He continuously pushes to play higher up in the lineup. I'm, I am a little bit concerned about Yamamoto. Uh, I am. Uh, that said, he seems to have some connectivity. Like Leon Dreisaitl likes having him as a, in terms of his ability to forecheck and strip pucks and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. And I got a lot of time for Apple. Like I like both players that you're suggesting from Seattle. To be honest with you, Ron, I like both guys. It's it's hard not to like those two players. I got to run. Thanks for the call. Okay. Thanks, Thank you. You bet. Let's go to Ross. He's in Edmonton uh, on line number two. Ross, you're on Oilers now. How you doing? Hey, good evening. Good afternoon, Bob. Yeah. I would. My suggestion would be to run four lines with three centers because I feel from watching quite a bit of hockey that uh, two or three fourth line they do a lot of sitting around. They're not. They can't get into the flow. Every time there's a power play, they're not on. Every time there's a close mm. game, who are they putting on? You gotta get. Go go back to the teams that won in the playoffs. They use all four lines. We ain't gonna, we we can't use all four lines because they don't. They're they're not used to it. And then when they uh, get into the playoffs, you really think that uh, the the two or three superheroes we got are gonna be able to run the whole, you know, the physicality of the playoffs. I think not with the way it's not not with the way the games are managed. It it makes no. it very problematic. I, I, look, I think there's here's the thing, like. So I do a book before every game, right? And I break it down by the four forward line combinations, the three defense pairings, and then the two goaltenders. And I will tell you this. The better teams usually have their third and fourth line guys playing between 10 to 14 minutes a game. Right. Okay. And the orders are top heavy. And I, I think there's some legitimacy... You know, like like I like Derek Ryan four or five years ago, even a couple of years ago. He's a pretty good third line. He's a fourth line guy at this stage. I'm not sure he can play 13 minutes a game. I think McLeod can. But if you're saying to me it's tough to get some offensive mojo and juice going when you're sitting for a while, I think that's a fair comment and a fair perspective to have, Ross. Okay, have a good day. Thank you. 780-496-0063. Daryl out of Edmonton on line number three. Daryl, how you doing? How you doing good? How about yourself? Good, Daryl. What's going on? Well, I want to thank Chad for all their uh, support between the Elks, Eskimos, and Oilers over these years. You guys do a really good job. I want to say that right off the bat. Oh, it's nice to hear. I just want to talk about this time of year with the hockey is that a lot of teams are scouting the Oilers, and they're finding the Achilles heel also. It's like this is... uh, it's a known quantity of what they're trying to do to them. It's always push them outside. Oilers are, are struggling to get inside that D box in front of the net. 
and you know they're, they're, they get scouted and uh, people are finding out about that so I believe that some of this has to go on a bit on coaching and and also that uh, there has to be maybe I'm thinking the bottom six I think they got to bring a couple guys up from Bakersfield to put a little bit of fire well, I, I, they, they don't have a lot in Bakersfield I think Jonathan Willis from the Athletic put out a tweet yesterday saying that the only guy that had any kind of numbers five on five was Cooper Marodi um I, I, but I will say this. Well, I understand just the scare. Just yeah, Dar- the Dar- numbers I, may not be there, but then the guys go home. Yeah, Dar- I, what I would say to you is I would expect, now that Shore's in, I would expect by the end of the season at least two more forwards in the bottom six replacing a couple of guys on the team right now. I, I, totally, I totally agree with that. You bet. And uh, I think, you know, this last little bit especially, I think we realized what we really needed with the defense being injured. And guys come back from injuries just don't pop up and yeah. play back at their peak and stuff like that. So those CC has been pretty good coming back from the COVID. He's yes. played well. Uh, Daryl, I got a full board. Thanks for the call. Okay, let's go to. Is it Dapper? Is that the, the Dapper on line number four? Uh, he's out of Edmonton. Is it Dapper? Is that right? That's correct. All right. Uh, what do you got? Well, now, one point I want to make is uh, concerning Connor McDavid. While he's a tremendous individual player and t- tremendous uh, tenacity, but I've noticed the last few games, they carry the puck up the ice, but once they get over the blue line, they slow down. And like comparing it to Carolina, there's uh, Carolina and even Boston, they were passing lickety-split back and forth fast. A pass goes faster than Connor McDavid skating, and even though it's a beautiful executed, he could score the odd spectacular goal. He can't do that consistently. And and I, think I okay, what got- I would say to that is, uh, you're right. The puck does the work, and there are teams that have. We've seen over the last three or four games, the Oilers have played some good teams. Dapper, I would suggest to you that we are seeing some teams transition as five-man units, and at times Edmonton's been a little bit disjointed of late. I think that's a fair assessment on your part. If that's the point you're making okay thank you 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 bet 780-496-0063 let's go to chris out of edmonton on line number five chris how are you chris you there uh yeah sorry bob i'm here okay uh i was just wanting to talk uh you know just kind of looking at uh you know the players we've got right now and just kind of just seeing you know what what your thought would be on the these line combos because you know i look at where um in order for the team to go forward still, we need to keep McDavid and Drysaddle separate lines. So here's my lines combo. I'd have still Hyman, McDavid, Poljarvi. Yep. I would move Fogel and replace him with Nuge. Put Fogel, Drysaddle, Yamamoto as yep. your second line. Yep. You have McLeod on the wing with Nugent Hopkins as your center and Cassian as your third line. I think there's a possibility you, you may see that, Chris, at some point. Because the way I see it with, like, Nuge right now, he's definitely producing. He's not scoring as much, but he definitely provides more. His his five-on-five offense has not been great. It was he he had a strong game. He looked really good in practice today at center, by the way. Uh, But he, he was important that he scored the other night. He did play well with Cassian. Actually, Shore was on the line with Nuge and Cassian in the game against Winnipeg game four. And I actually thought that was Ryan's best game in the series. Uh, and, yeah, I, and I do think at some point they have to investigate looking. I, I, I think the theory is they're playing Nugent Hopkins 20 minutes a game. Can they play him 20 minutes a game if he's generating the third line? I think you have to. I, I'm kind of with you. I think at some point you might, just to freshen it up, you might have to look at doing something like that just to see what it looks like. 
Yeah, just with the dip in the five-on-five five yep, and yep. how well he can be defensively, yep. he might be able to be the guy to help just kind of keep the puck out of the net on our side of it and with, try and help contribute more on the other way. The other and thing so is if he, plays, if he plays center more, my guess is that his face-off percentage would increase because right now it's around 40%. That's not. I mean, he was he was over 50% a couple of years ago, but he was at like 38.8% for a couple games here. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, Thanks for the call. 780-496-0063. We're going to go to Chris from Phoenix on line number one. Chris, you're in Oilers now. How are you doing? Pretty good. Uh, I think people just need to calm down. I, I think, uh, you know, we're finally going to get back to, to being healthy. But uh, the only thing that really concerns me is just we get outworked too much. And uh, I'm going to steal this quote from my best friend in Windsor, Ontario, uh, he says that uh, hard work outplays skill when skill doesn't work hard. And yeah. uh, I think that's part of our problem is I think that uh, this team uh, just got set in their laurels thinking that, uh, you know, they're way too skilled to be outworking other teams. And we've seen that uh, primarily from the teams that are uh, yeah, below us in the standings. If, if this Oilers team from top to bottom comes out and just plays their game and plays it to, to the best of their abilities and, and works hard, there's not too many teams that can beat us. Uh, it's all I have. Now, that, and, uh, said, that said, Chris, Edmonton yeah. played pretty well against Minnesota and Boston and didn't win those games. But that that's hockey for you, right? Like Cam Talbot was first star, and uh, 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 Lena Solmark came in and was a, a star as well. And that, that happens once in a while. Goaltending is a great equalizer. And in those games, they had guys that wouldn't give up. And even the other night with Freddie Anderson, who has obs- he's got a 930 save percentage in his career against Edmonton. He made he he like the orders. It's been a combination of factors. Special teams hasn't been as good. Helped carry the team through some tough games, maybe 11 through game 20. Uh, five on five scoring, which was good for the first six or seven games. In the support roles, lines three, three and four. That hasn't happened. Then you've had the injuries. Uh, the number one goalie, couple of the defensemen. They've all fact, but at the end of the day, like when I look at the game in Detroit, they got outworked by Detroit in that game. They, right? They were. They got out. Detroit came at them hard. In Buffalo, Buffalo, I don't even know how to define that. Buffalo sat back in a 1-1-3, but the Oilers didn't necessarily work smart in that game, and that's part of the reason why. And and so, it all, it, there's a degree of truth to your saying. I think that the effort in fairness has been pretty good the last couple games, Chris. Okay. Thanks for the call. Yeah, no doubt. All right, 780-496-0063. George in Edmonton. Hi. How you doing, George? Good. Um, a couple of comments. They need more grit. Uh, the scoring will come with more grit. There's nobody finishing a check, etc. And the other pet peeve I've got is uh, Cassie Campbell. She's the worst color person on the network. And you know, John Shannon, tell her to take some broadcasting lessons. All right. You know what? That's, hey, that's focus on the Oilers. Uh, you know, you want to rip me? Go ahead. I'm here. Let's, let's just focus on I, I appreciate you're, you're entitled to your opinion, but I, I'd really like just to keep it to Edmonton. So you want to talk about grit? Thanks, George, for the call. Um, you want to talk about grit? I think, you know what? You look at the bottom six, I think most fans, that, that's a concern I have with Ryan McLeod. Like, Ryan McLeod can skate, but you got to have more than three or four hits. You got to get in and hit, guys. You know, you do. That's all there is to it. You got to. You do have to finish a check. And sometimes when you're transitioning younger players that come in from a general, like 20, 25 years ago, when the Edmonton Oilers would play the Dallas Stars in the playoffs, circa 1997 to 2003, 
it was not uncommon for the Oilers to have 70 to 100 hits in those games. They were trying to pound Dallas's defense. And Dallas had some big physical tough boys themselves, right? Let's not forget, they had Darian Hatcher. They had Mavtichuk. They had uh, Craig Ludwig. Um, they weren't all Zuboff and Zador on the back end. So... We've gone from that to having nights where the Oilers might only have 15 hits and five of them are from Darnell Nurse, a defenseman. Valid point to a certain degree. I don't really want to go down that other path. Let's go to Roddy out of Edmonton on line number six. Roddy, you're in Oilers now. How are you doing? Hey, Roddy. Hey, I uh, just wanted to suggest um, the farm uh, for farm team forwards coming up, like Griffiths. I was just checking out their stats and stuff like that, and I was sort of thinking that uh, the struggles that uh, Yamamoto's been having pretty much all season and uh, his his size challenge, because I'm about the same size, and uh, that's a struggle as it is, and uh, trying to go up against top-end forwards all the time, I think they should really have a look at their farm team. I, okay, Seth, Seth Griffith is a good American League scorer. Most of his yeah. points have been on the power play this year. It has not been five-on-five. Five. And in fairness to Yamamoto, who does have five goals, um, he's he's not a bad minus at even strength. Like, he's kept his... There, there'd be lots of interest around the league in Yamamoto. However, uh, you can't have two or three guys like that. You can have one, and he's still got to prove that he can produce in the playoffs. He's played eight games in either a play-in or playoff series. He's got one point. 780-49. Thanks, Roddy, for the call. Take care, my man. Uh, let's go to Jack in Edmonton on line number one. Jack, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you very much, Bob. Uh, uh, finally, somebody decided to bring the comment and, uh, forward about Tippett and the way he handles the bench. Uh, having been in hockey for 45 years myself, he doesn't have a clue. He, what's the point of having 12 forwards if you only play two? So, you know, he's got to utilize his bench, and if they're not good enough, that's on uh, on um, Dutch. He isn't bringing in quality people. He's had three years to put this thing together, and and he makes a move this year or a couple of moves this year. But with the space that he had available, uh, why keep signing these old crocs that get injured? I mean, I'm an old croc myself, but uh, <laughs> the point is, is the, it's the young man's game. Oh, man. I mean, the whole, well, no, I don't. Oh, Jack, Jack knows what's going on, and well, it's not the right situation. Right, so, Jack, uh, that, let's just circle back. I, I do think it's interesting. You, you brought up something there. They have replaced the bottom six. Now, their best bottom six forward that they brought in the first two years was Josh Archibald, and he he uh, was not available because he got the myocarditis. Now, there was a guy that had a defined role. I think most of us felt with Fogel coming in, the numbers suggested in Carolina that he'd be a good possession, bottom six guy that could drive the net and chip in a bit. I d- he hasn't had that kind of success rate. Derek Ryan... Well, he, hasn't had, he hasn't had the support, Bob. Right. No. The point is that he, he's playing by himself. He, they keep putting a young center iceman in there and then they move him. Then they put him back, and then they move him. He's never going to get the experience. I, I, I like to make reference to the old Oilers when, when, when they put three rookies together and won a Stanley Cup. The kid line in 1990. And you know what? The coach had to be convinced to do that. That's what people forget, Jack. It was Mark Messier that sat there after game four and said, we can't play three lines against the Jets and win this series. we got to go uh, deep. I'm fully aware of you what know? Mark said. All right, so there you go. The other thing is, the other thing is, <laughs> 
All right, go on, Jack. You got about 15 seconds. I got to get one more call in. Keep going. Go, go, go. They should they should have a plan in place, and this is where I don't think uh, uh, the the plan is available. They should have a plan in place for the next five years with their drafts. They got some excellent talent coming, but they just can't bury it in the minors. They got to let it play with thoroughbreds. Anyway, that's my opinion. Thanks, Jack. Take it for what it's worth. Well, it's 45 uh, years, so we got to listen to it, man. Thanks a lot. All right, Jack. Thanks. I'm for sorry, the- I missed what. That's all good. Thanks, Jack. I just said it. I think he said 45 years in hockey. So, all right, 780-496-0063. Joan, on, uh, are we going to go to Joan on line two here, Brendan? Are you going to give me the thumbs up? Yay or nay? Uh, seven, hi. hi, Joan. How you doing? What do you got for us? I'm good. I, I'm 69, and I've watched hockey since I was a little girl on the farm. Okay. My brother played junior hockey. His son played junior hockey, then went to the States and played semi-pro. He's come back. He's played for the NFL Eagles now for okay. Allen. Okay. Now, two people cannot win your game. I think everybody would agree, would agree with that, Joan. Yeah. That's, that, Joan, you might have won that right now. Right now, you might be the, like, seriously, you've nailed it there. What else you got for us? So you're saying they got to play more guys that can't rely so much on McDavid and Dreisaitl. Exactly. You're going to have uh, locker room issues over this, too. Don't forget. Um, yeah. You're, go- you're going to. I mean, why am I here? I might as well be somebody else, somebody where else playing. Then you need to have, uh, my nephew was called the sheriff. He played for the Cottonmouths, and he was called the sheriff. Is that in Texas, the Cottonmouths? Uh, we're... Oh, uh, uh, Georgia. Um, Georgia. Georgia. Down in Georgia. The team was yeah. called the Cottonmouths, so he's in the Southern Professional Hockey League? That was the league that he was in, your nephew? Right. Okay. Yeah. You can look him up online. All right. He was called, he was called the sheriff. Was he a fighter? Yep. Yeah. If he was called the sheriff, my guess is he was probably a pretty good fighter. Hey, Joan, I, I gotta, I gotta get to break here. Thank you for taking yeah. the time to call. Okay. Thanks a yeah. lot. Bye bye. One forty six in Edmonton. Uh, there we go. We, we did a full rack of calls there with a wide uh, range of opinion, and some people that had a uh, pretty high opinion of their own abilities, which some would accuse the host of the show of having on a fairly regular basis as well. You can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We're gonna blast off some text. We're also going to get to the Oilers Now injury report when we return. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. You guys are pure gold. You're bringing it today. Cactus Jack has texted the show to say old Crocs like Jack are in the know can Jack, uh, Old Croc Jack, says Cactus Jack, replace Staples as a regular guest? And can Joan replace Mark Spector? So there you have it. Uh, there was another one here that had me chuckling as well. Um, Jack must not have played with the Southside Athletic Club way back when he was 16. What does he know? That one comes to us from Carson. Carson, well done. Can rip this guy anytime you want. All right, off to a global news weather traffic update, which is provided today by Kevin Robertson. And we'll get an update from the farm with Jay Woodcroft when we return in Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.